Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Eli, and today I'm joined by Sean. Hi. <laughs> Sean, uh, this is your first time. No, so, it's not. Well, but... no. This is your first time that people are going to hear that, you. That it might be aired. <laughs> yeah. So today we are going to talk about the corrupt Florida judges of the 1970s. Oh. It's, um, it's a crazy story. In November of 1986, two women came to a Florida funeral home to claim the body of Thomas Mills. That's how we're going to start today. Okay. The funeral director was confused about the need for two different individual women to claim this body. The truth is that Thomas Mills was a pseudonym. The two women were his wife and ex-wife, both of whom had married Mills under his actual name of David Lucius McCain. Oh, that sounds like a villain name. It does. <laughs> so why did McCain die under a pseudonym? Well, he was running from two things. Number one, he had the reputation of being the most corrupt Supreme Court judge on the Florida bar. And number two, he was literally running from the feds who were looking to arrest him for his drug smuggling operation. Oh. Yes. Oh, wait. Starting off great. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now, McCain was not an anomaly in terms of corruption. During this time period, corruption was a stable business for most politicians and government officials. This mid-70s corruption was seen even as high as Nixon during the... Watergate scandal? Watergate scandal, yes. That's the climax of corruption in America. <laughs> Nobody ever lets Watergate go. <laughs> no. Now every single scandal is gate. Yes, actually. White yeah. or white water gate. No. Ever. No, that was just white water. No, white water gate. <laughs> he said the one that doesn't. <laughs> the one that isn't actually gate. Said. In Florida, it was worse. At one point in the 70s, out of the seven Supreme Court justices on the bench, five were all tried for impeachment and corruption. <laughs> the corruption was so bad that judges would drink in their chambers, and one mm. judge even had to take a test to prove his sanity. Oh, the corruption would be detrimental to Florida's econ to Florida economically as it hurt businesses and workers. Voters would turn against these elected judges as they look to make examples of corrupt men. McCain and these judges had turned the Florida State Supreme Court system into a circus-like atmosphere. So, how does this all start? Well, a longtime Florida newspaper man, Martin Dykeman, once stated there had been an odor emanating from the Florida Supreme Court for years. It's a great way to describe your an legal odor. system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> way, to, way to go. So in the 70s, most judges were voted upon based on their political parties, which is not how most judges should be voted upon. Nope. Still how we do it sometimes. That is true. But judges are supposed to be fair and impartial and, yeah. you know. This method left the unbiased viewpoint behind as wealthy donors could easily sway opinions. Most legislatives were looking for reform starting in the 1940s, but were unsuccessful. However, when a mysterious and suspicious opinion or memo appeared, the reform found its second wind. Mm. In August of 1973, the Tampa Tribune reported that there was a memorandum from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement that stated many state Supreme Court judges had taken bribes. Now, the bribes were to change a ruling on horse and dog racing because dog racing is big in Florida, right? along with yeah. dog fighting. Mm -hmm. Now, the memorandum didn't openly name the judges, 
but it did spark a deeper investigation into the state judicial system. It led to the involvement of the Judicial Qualification Commission, otherwise known as in this podcast, the JQC. Mm. So I don't have to say judicial qualification system <laughs> right. every time. Yeah. The JQC, a little bit about it, is a 15-member organization that investigates the alleged improper uh, conduct of Florida judges. They have almost unlimited power as they can sentence a judge to censorship and even removal from the bench. For a Supreme Court judge, the Florida House of Representatives would need to decide to impeach a judge. The published newspaper article sparked that JQC investigation. I don't see why at that point just name them. Because they weren't 100% sure they were ready to name them yet. I know, but it would be more entertaining. I know it'd be more entertaining, but also like, you know, you're a secret. Like, I'm sure most of your things need to be at least somewhat secretive. Yeah, probably. So the first judge that was investigated by this JQC was Chief Justice Vassar B. Carlton. Mm -hmm. He was recorded at a Vegas table rolling with deep-pocketed individuals. That's how I'm going to call him. Oh? Yes. As it turns out, the individuals he was gambling with paid to have the horse and dog racing verdict changed. <laughs> the JQC found Carlton open to influence. That one's pretty direct. Yes. Just gambling <laughs> with the guys who wanted the bill changed. The investigation was supposed to be private, but when Carlton found out, he resigned. You'll see a trend here among these people. Instead of actually going through the impeachment processes and mm -hmm. all this stuff, they just resign before it happens. We saw the same thing with Nixon, too. Yeah. They just resign so that they don't have to face Right, that, yeah. You know, oh, well, you've been impeached. Good yeah. Job. So I think we should keep it secret. Yeah, actually, it'd be easier to keep <laughs> One it. day, you're just this like, ah, why, you've been This impeached. is why they don't release names, because then they, yeah. you know, right. resign. So... The JQC also investigated Justice James C. Adkins. Uh, he was described as a middle-aged man with thick glasses. The Miami Herald called him a redneck drunk and legal genius. I don't think th I think those two things are mutually exclusive. Personally, I, it's a great way to describe a Florida judge. He was elected as a Democrat and openly displayed a plastic marijuana plant on his desk. It was a gift from a marijuana corporation after Adkins ruled that the government had no place in regulating private smoking practices. Hmm. We know where this he one's going. Yes. <laughs> Adkins also struggled with alcohol addiction, which led him to have five failed marriages. <clears throat> it was so bad that the JQC ordered Adkins to either stop drinking and be removed from the bench, or he could sign an undated letter of resignation. That say was, he has to stop getting married. <laughs> he signed an undated letter of resignation that was sent to the governor. And yeah. if Adkin was ever found drinking, the governor would date it, sign it, and he'd be off the bench. Oh, jeez. Wait, did he get kicked I don't off? Know. Oh, it, okay. that that's just the end of him for that. He never drank again. I'm assuming. I'm assuming no, because once you do that, you know, you right. kind of hard to. You, it's hard to find, you know, a justice system in Florida yeah, at exactly. that point. And the governor's like, yeah, <laughs> no. So now this is where things get crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. The JQC now turned their attention to Justices McCain, Hal P. Deckel, and mm. James Boyd. Hal P. Deckel. Yes. We okay. got some pretty cool names in this. They sound like some Huckleberry Finn names. Yeah, he, Humphrey <laughs> Deckel's like this tall, like white-haired guy, super skinny. He, 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 his name it's is not Thunderman. 
All three justices were accused of influence peddling or showing favoritism to certain cases and law firms. So, no. That's like the number one thing not to do as a judge. Money in their pockets. Yeah. (laughs) McCain had been under investigation in the past as he had a far from perfect career as a justice, as a judge. Uh, McCain McCain had been accepted to the Florida Bar in 1955. He was known for his good looks and neat style. He was dedicated to his work and often would stay late into the night reviewing cases. So as a lawyer, he seems Child's like a pretty, pretty stand-up so guy. Yeah. You know, a lawyer, he's like, yeah, this, I, I like my job. Mm-hmm. However, McCain had friends in high places mm. and fast-tracked to a judgeship in the 4th District Court of Appeals by Claude R. Kirk Jr. Oh. It's, uh, he's a guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. And the article I was reading was just Claude R. Kirk Jr. Okay. And so I was like, okay. What does he do? I think he's just really rich, honestly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, or he's a justice already. The Florida governor. Oh, no, wait. It was the Florida governor. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Very next line. Rich, though, also. Right. Yeah. He was the Florida governor. I guess when you need friends in high places, you go as high as, you know, the highest governor is pretty good. Yeah. Even at this early stage, McCain was already involved in small corruption. <laughs> and guess what? It mm. was an open secret. Oh. Yes. Mm. Yes. It was claimed that McCain sought favorable rulings for crucial members of his re-election. <laughs> he was also accused of taking bribes from union officials and the lawyers of the mobster Meyer Langsky. I feel like if your own re-election team is like on trial... They're like, how about you sit this one out? You don't get, you don't get a say in this one. I think it wasn't his own like reelection team. I think it was people that had power to get him reelected. Oh, the people who were like paying for it, like basically. a mobster. You know, yeah. people like that. You know, yeah. they tend to you know be nicer to you when you let them go. Right. The suspicion grew when McCain put down a ten thousand dollar mortgage on his house, paid a ten thousand dollar mortgage mm-hmm. on his house, and mm-hmm. all tens and twenties. <laughs> oh yeah that doesn't look great imagine having to count that <laughs> ten thousand dollars in tens and twenties yeah he claimed it was a gift from his father-in-law mm-hmm. in 1970 his father-in-law must not have liked him to give him that Probably. much money in yeah. tens and twenties <laughs> In 1970 when a sudden death of a supreme court justice occurred the governor called upon none other than david lucius mccain The legal bar of Florida argued that the McCain was unqualified because of his legal impurities, as they stated. But he completed the term in 1970 to 1972 and then re-won election in 1972. Okay. A reporter from the Orlando Sentinel said that McCain was not a man who would arm wrestle you for a beer, but he could finesse the eight ball in the corner pocket for a double scotch on the rocks every time. The way they describe these judges is what? just, I don't What does that mean? I, I don't even know. I guess, I guess they're just slick, maybe. Probably. I mean, but honestly, he's not strong. Is he calling them weak? I guess. The way they describe the judges in these <laughs> newspapers, they, they're contradictory to themselves. Mm. And I don't. <laughs> he was a redneck drunk, but a legal genius. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, they, they don't, you know? So, unfortunately for McCain, his lower court accusations would come back into the public eye as his drinking problem also was brought forward. It was said that McCain would be drunk by 9 a.m. some mornings while sitting in his chambers. 
Did every Florida judge have a drinking problem? Is that why they couldn't get like... <laughs> most did? <laughs> most did. Believe it or not, most did. Yes. Actually, if I had to deal with Florida crimes, probably. <laughs> oh my gosh, Florida's. Look, in the article I was reading, it was saying that this was like worse than like the whole Florida man thing. Yeah, and I, that's impressive because like when I when you type in Florida man, well, when you go to your job and then like at eight a.m. <laughs> you could just get a, a file. And it says, yeah, this guy threw an alligator through a Wendy's drive through window. You're like, ah. Geez. I mean, th- when you look at the Florida man meme, meme thing, um, one of them was like, man attacks ATM for producing too much money. And I was <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? But, you know. So then the JQC opened their investigation in 1975 with the goal of impeachment on their minds against mm. these three men. So during the start of the investigation into McCain, his colleagues Deckel and Boyd were in hot water. Mm-hmm. And, and stay with me here on mm-hmm. this little next part because oh dear. <clears throat> Boyd was golfing buddies with a lawyer named Edwin Mason. Mm-hmm. Boyd told Mason over the phone accidentally that he would be ruling in favor of a utility company along with the Supreme Court's decision. How do you accidentally say I that? I don't know. <laughs> This was significant because the utility company had, um, they were stealing money from their people. Mm. But by doing this, they were actually raising the prices on their stuff and also like the taxes mm. on them so that it would like actually price gouging. Yeah, almost like price yeah. gouging. Or gouging. But they're gouging, price gouging, but they weren't going to fix it either. Yeah. So like they were just like, okay, you know what, you're fine and yeah. move them on. So <laughs> Mason, the lawyer, offered to write an opinion for Boyd and the court as they were already going to rule in favor. Mm hmm. So opinions in the court are like these things that, you know, they have that they write and then they give them to the other justices to read. And like, this is what I think. So normally those are done by justices, though. And the lawyers. And the legal team. Not the lawyer of the person of the company (laughs) on trial. (laughs) Um. Boyd didn't say yes, but Mason went ahead and drafted the drafted the opinion Mm -hmm. with the team. And handed it off to Boyd. The story is like Mason showed up to his house to get like some plants out of his garden. Mm. And it's like, oh, look at here. Here's an opinion for you. And then <laughs> grab some vegetables and right. left. You know? So Boyd, now realizing the mess he's in, as he had, you know, this giant opinion on his desk that was in ruling of a utility company, mm-hmm. um, tore it into 17 parts and flushed it down the toilet. Just burn it. Nope. 17 parts and flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> That's This was his solution. Well, he's in a justice's office. He can't just in the office. Yeah. But, um, you know, to him, he's like, okay, this fixes the problem. He takes his family on vacation to Europe. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay. Like, rips it up, flushes it, Europe. It Those were his solved. steps. Yep. <laughs> With one crisis averted, another mm. one takes place. As Mason, the lawyer, had also given a copy... <laughs> <laughs> to Justice Deckel mm-hmm. and had informed McCain about the opinion. <sighs> so so all three know about it. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. All yeah. three know about this. All right. All three men were turned in by their own staff <laughs> for improper behavior and mm-hmm. leaked the information to the press. Okay. It yeah. said it said that McCain walked into his office one day mm-hmm. and says he was going to a, like attack whoever had leaked the information to the press and then fire them. 
Oh, <laughs> and it's like legal. physically attacked? Like physically fight. Oh, the okay. The person who had leaked the information to the press. Gotcha. Nobody came forward. No. <laughs> so the JQC, however, faced a problem because you have three justices on the Supreme Court in Florida. You can't just impeach all three at the same time. Right. Because then you have to somehow replace all three at yeah. the same time or cases don't happen. Yeah. I mean, they did, they already didn't seem to have very many. I'm, but they still got cases done. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still doing their job, just not the right way. Right. So even though this was a problem, mm-hmm. they decided that they were just going to try and hurry through the investigation, get it done, get them impeached, and get them replaced. So the JQC go after Deckel and Boyd first. To no one's surprise, Deckel was, offered, or Deckel was offended by the terrible a- allegations that he was corrupt. Like, how could you? What? He claimed that because he was a justice that he consistently had memos and opinions crossing his desk. No. (laughs) And that the memo from Mason was, in fact, an accident meant for the trash. So, basically, he's saying, I'm a justice. I get these people write these things all the time. He's like, it must have just been an accident. I must have put it in the wrong pile. Like, one goes to the trash. Must have accidentally put it in the toilet. You know, it happens. You know, Boyd also would deny any allegations of wrongdoing. Mm Mm-hmm. To no avail, both judges were found guilty of obtuseness and raw ipitude in the matter which cannot be condoned or go uncondemned. <laughs> what? <laughs> the JQC, when they do their rulings, they never make anything plain English. It has to be like, let's go around. Let's just beat around the bush here. I love just calling them obtuse. <laughs> their obtuseness. The JQC said both judges should be stripped of their titles and removed from courts. So because they are Supreme Court justices, they can only be impeached by the Florida House of Representatives and the Senate. Mm -hmm. But the JQC can offer their opinion on these judges. Right. Okay. Now, if it's a lower court judge, the JQC can just kick them off already. Mm -hmm. But because they're Supreme Courts. In a strange turn of events, though... In order to be able to send these judges to impeachment, a state Supreme Court panel had to be convened to sentence these oh. two state Supreme Court judges. How does that work? So the two, so the two judges were actually taken off and they were replaced with two other people. Mm-hmm. But they're all friends. Right. So like... <laughs> they worked together for life. It seems like a useless, you know. Yeah. So um, they were not removed, which led to an uproar of anger from the people. However, in April of 1975, impeachment trials for Deckel and Boyd did begin. Mm. And Deckel would maintain innocence, but realized soon that an in-depth investigation would bring his previous corruption to light during his time at the lower courts. Mm-hmm. Due to health reasons, Deckel would resign in April of 1975. Right. Boyd, on the other hand, was not impeached by the House of Representatives. Oh. Um, they actually called him, like, they said that he had his... They called him a gentleman among monsters or something. Oh, oh. Which was crazy because he's just wrapped up in all this corruption, too. Yeah. The funny thing is that during this investigation, he had a breakdown. Like, they were asking him questions and stuff, and he mm-hmm. just, like, completely lost it. He was, like, talking to himself. His oh. lawyer, like, they're, you know, you've seen, like, the Senate hearings and stuff. Yeah. His lawyer sitting next to him, he stopped answering questions and just started talking like to his lawyer next to him in the middle of this. Oh. Like complete breakdown of everything. And so um, the whole breakdown incident uh, led to a decision by the case JQC that they could possibly push Boyd off the bench if they could prove he was incompetent 
to make right. decisions. Okay. Which, you know, incompetency is... Obtuseness. Obtuseness. So the JQC stated that Boyd could maintain his seat if he removed or if he proved he was sane through a competency test. That's this guy. Okay. Yes. He passed with flying colors. Oh, okay. No, like seriously, like amazing. Yeah. It actually was bad for the JQC Mm. because now for re-election time, Boyd's campaign was, I'm the only proven sane judge in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And also probably the only sane judge in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> probably not just know? the only proven one I, but like imagine imagine that backlash or imagine that like you know i'm the only proven sane judge in florida yeah that it's just amazing so the whole proceedings though led to a backup of cases by about a thousand cases mm. so i mean they, they had a problem anyway yeah because you can't do it with you have to have all seven judges right justices so the JQC used the slow progression of the court to indicate or to indict McCain oh. and open impeachment trials in the House. Mm-hmm. So it's not even his fault that the cases are behind. Right. But they're going to use it as his fault. The cases are behind. <laughs> McCain didn't show up for his preliminary hearings. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then resigned the day before the open hearings. <laughs> so he's not even going to go through with it. No, he doesn't care. He was stripped of his title and banned from practicing law anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when I banned from practicing law as a judge. Right. Okay. In 1977, McCain would be arrested for drunk driving. Mm, After right. released, he would then be convicted of aggregate, aggravated assault in 1978. Who did he assault? I don't know. Oh. It didn't say. The Bar of Florida was looking for a lifetime ban for McCain. He was lo- working as like a legal assistant, like the mm. lowest in a lawyer's office. That's what he was doing, hoping wow. that maybe one day he could work his way back. Yeah. Um, yeah, they banned him for life out of it. Like he could no longer work in any legal aspect of a system in, at all. So That's fair. It is fair. So McCain now had a mm. bunch of free time on his hand, had nothing to do and a mm. lot of money. So on sub- <laughs> So he gets involved with the drug trade. Uh, oh, I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> On September 25th, 1982, McCain was facing extradition to Louisiana for attempting to smuggle almost 15 tons of marijuana into the United States. It's 30,000 pounds. Yeah. That's a lot. Yes, it is. How did he, did somebody just walk up to him and be like, hey. So here's, here's what happened. Here's what happened. So mm-hmm. McCain, this, it's actually, he tried to do it twice. Not that much the first time. So what happened was they find about both time the buyer was in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So he went under a pseudonym again, you know, went down to Colombia, mm-hmm. picked it up. They're coming back. Everything seemed fine. Then mm-hmm. the Coast Guard shows up. Oh, okay. The Coast Guard didn't even know about the drug thing. Uh-huh. They just came to arrest. They, they, they stopped the boat, realized that some of the men on the boat had to be arrested and mm-hmm. arrested them. And so it kind of failed because now he didn't have anybody on the boat. And so he just kind of like, <laughs> came back and like, right. They kind of just forgot about the drugs on the boat. Right. Second time, they go back to Colombia, back to the same guy, buy more marijuana. On the way back, the uh, DEA, or the Drug Enforcement Agency, gets wind of it and meets them. Okay? Yeah. And he's arrested. (laughs) So So that's... that's How did he get involved in this in the first place? Were they just like, hey, I know you're a bit down on your luck. I think he just started off like, like as a little... And then was like, you know what? Let's go big. Let's do yeah. it. Let's, let's do, do this. So McCain was facing 24 years in prison. Um, and they granted his extradition to Louisiana. 
So extradition is when you commit a crime in one state, according to um, our laws, if you commit a crime in one state and then you go to another state, the state government. So let's say you commit a crime in Florida Mm -hmm. and then you go to Georgia. Right. The Florida state government can ask for extradition and the Georgia state government has to say yes, basically. Right. And then they send you back to the state of the crime Mm -hmm. to be tried in that state. That's how it works. So you can't like right. leave the state and, you know. Yeah. So um, his extradition was granted, but he never showed up to the airport to meet his lawyers. So he made bail mm-hmm. on the hearing. He made bail. He was supposed to meet at an airstrip with his lawyers, fly to Louisiana for his trial. Mm-hmm. He never showed up to the airstrip. Right. He's on the run. A nationwide manhunt ensued. <laughs> <laughs> um, most believe he fled to Mexico. He spoke fluent Spanish, you know, being in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, some believe that he went to Colombia. Others believe that he changed his name. Some, went, some said he went to different states. Some said he stayed in Florida. Um, the mm-hmm. truth is, is that um, he went and stayed with his son in an apartment oh. um, in Florida, just kind of hiding out there. And then in mid-November 1986, police were given a tip that Judge McCain had been found. Bad news, he had died. <laughs> um, he died of cancer uh-huh. in 1986. So the conclusion was um, McCain was actually the last judge to be voted upon by the people mm-hmm. after this whole, in, in 1972, that whole issue. Yeah. Sadly, the corruption wouldn't end as today's lawyers and legal firms contribute cash to Florida judges' re-election campaigns. No, so Florida so, still yeah. elects their judges. Yeah. This didn't fix anything. Nothing at all. Um, it's actually, corruption today is actually very bad in Florida. Yeah. And it Sounds hasn't fixed right. it. So. That is the story of the corrupt Florida judges. Uh, thank you for listening and join us next week. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.